playlist tells a story. I'm Todd. I'm Jimmy. And surprise this week. I'm Corey. We got Corey on board, man. Yeah. We are live on location. We are on location. You know, I was thinking about it, Jimmy, driving out here, that uh, in, in all the years that we've been doing musical projects and nonsense like this, this is the first probably actual live event. Yeah, I, everything's there. It's always been done at your house. It's always been done at my house. This feels good to be the fir- your first. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, Corey, tell us where we are. This is Doc Sports Bar, which um, uh, I bought. Well, me and my partner bought, I right. guess, December 1st, 2017. Yeah. And so got in here just a little over three years later. There got Todd go. in here. Took him, took, took took him about took took almost a, a full Olympiad. Yeah. I was surprised you didn't know where this is located. I, you know, it's one of those places where I've driven by it a million times, but to get here was like, I could have I could have probably winged it, but I know I would have ended up on the other side of somewhere. Yeah, it makes right. you feel better. I've gone to Lakeview Inn a few times without telling you, so oh, that's we're fine. even. Yeah, no, yeah, hit the tavern as much as you want, <laughs> brother. That place is great. Pizza's still good? Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. God, pizza's best there, man. Yeah, uh, right here in the middle of Evansville, in the heart of Evansville. Yeah, right by Bossy Field, heart of Jimtown. Yeah, Jim, mm-hmm. heart of Jimtown. He has a, you know, it, it's, it's, location is unique because it's one way on the west side. Supposed to be. Going You'll see a lot south. of cars whipping the yeah. wrong direction. But I bring that up because oh. the front of the front, the front of the tavern, there's a marquee, and oh, yeah. if you're going the wrong direction, the marquee says, what does it say, Corey? Oh, it says, like, turn around, get help, <laughs> fix, I don't know, what does it say? It Gosh. Wrong it's been way, a long time. turn around. Wrong way, turn around, get help, do better. Do better, yeah. It's, That's it's what fantastic. it says. It's <laughs> fantastic. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't put there. It wouldn't be there if it wasn't an issue. Well, we when we opened it said, no one reads this side anyway. Mm-hmm. But then we there was, like, you know, twice a week there will be somebody. And yeah. sometimes it's like a work vehicle, like a FedEx truck that's just motoring down the road awesome so we put that up to maybe help in some way that's fantastic if we've helped one person if we've helped one person and and your your do better comment reminds me (laughs) now we know each other a long time all three of us you've worked at the arena i worked at i think you worked at the arena jimmy works at and then you and i did some time on the road and that reminded me of the time we were at some venue And I talked about post-it notes last episode or episode before in the post-it note path. And there was one venue we were at where to get from, like, dressing rooms to catering, you had to cut through, like, a convention hall and all kinds of stuff. And we ended up having to place post-it notes because it was just, it was a quarter-mile walk or some nonsense. And, you know, we would do the little... You know, turn here, turn there, whatever. And at one point, I think you put a note up and said, "You're almost there. Keep going." <laughs> yeah, just you got to You know, people get upset when they're not catering fast. Enough. No, yeah, no, catering's important. I miss the road. I got we. You talked about us and Superbad on one of the episodes, and I got really oh, excited. Yeah, yeah. Superbad's yeah. one of my fondest memories, man. <laughs> Watching that, we probably watched it what thirty times. Yeah, if we Feels had like we had thirty six shows, we watched it thirty times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. easy. Yeah, Superbad, and then I think we did a Kill Bill. One night, not the same. No, it's not the great same. great movie, but not. We did Big Lebowski one night. Was on. Hey, that's super, more of a bus super movie. bad man. That was on. That's all a bus movie. Freaking time, man. Yeah. We could talk over it and just oh, like, hey, this is the part where he's, you know, yeah, his brother Jimmy. Yeah, you guys know. You guys know a guy named Jimmy. <laughs> he looked just like his brother. 
You've been annoyed at how much we said that to each other over oh the course of three God. months. And not, and not just said it, like kind of leaned over, hands on the knees, kind of doing the scene. Yeah, Try to like get a, an employee at a building just that we've never met. And right. Do you know a guy named Jimmy? You know, just like his brother. Yeah, oh. It was ridiculous. You guys bonded pretty How long are you guys out? <sighs> 24 hours for three straight days. Is, uh, yeah, 24. Bonds yeah. you. We'd leave Wednesday night. Plus, you have a car ride. Yeah, so we'd have three hours usually to St. Louis or Indianapolis in the car, just me and Corey. And then we'd get on the bus and do Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. And then three-hour drive home on Sunday. Wow. And do it again next Wednesday. What tour was it? That was the... Was was it Justin Moore and Lee Bryce? Bryce. Yeah. Oh, that's a big one. Either Brett Young. Brett Young was opener, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. And William Michael Morgan split. Right. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, I was thinking about that, man. We had, uh, with William Michael Morgan, we had that, uh, God, where was that? Was that, it wasn't Milwaukee. It was somewhere up north. Oh, that was in, uh, we were, it was in Bloomington, Illinois. Oh, it was Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah. And we, were, we decided at some point, and I've talked about the tour manager before with the Jaeger Am I allowed shots. to say names on here? I don't know. Yeah, you can say Sarge. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just... Well, I try to be careful, okay. but, you know, whatever, Sarge, everybody knows Sarge, but yeah. I've talked about him before with the Jaeger shots, but Sarge was his tour manager, and I don't remember where we were when we decided this, but we decided William Michael Morgan, who's a country artist, mm-hmm. he had a, his band was fantastic, yeah. they were just great guys, and we decided that he needed a, a name for his band, so instead of just being William Michael Morgan, it would be William Michael Morgan and whatever the band was. Correct. And so we told Sarge... One day, we've decided the band needs a name for themselves, so we're go- we're all going to come up with one, and we want to present it. <laughs> okay. And, and you right. guys pick one. Yeah, so he's like, uh, we'll give you a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we had like wow, four weeks major to do project. It. Yeah. And then we presented it to the yeah. band and we, the we had a little sergeant po- and everything. We had a podium. Yeah. Yeah. The Band members from other bands were coming in watching the presentations. I, and I'm, I was trying to remember. I couldn't remember. What I know exactly was. what my what, what, what was, my suggestion. What was, was your suggestion? Because I I had I had a a friend somewhere along the way in my life when we'd go out or it didn't matter where we were, it'd be a target. If he would go talk to a girl, I mean he would pick the girl up. Like he would get at least the number. Sometimes it would last months. Sometimes it'd be one date. Sometimes just texting. But anyway, right. Every time he would make his move over to the garage, say, she's about to take a ride on the Undress Express. Oh, Lord. So I suggested, because these are all young guys that are good-looking guys that are having fun. So I was like, William Michael Morgan and the Undress Express. That was my choice. That's pretty nice. Yeah. I like that. And I felt good about it. And I've, I've spent the last four days looking through notebooks, looking through... Folders, I man, it's killing me. Yours what, was pretty good. It was, God, it was. It had a number in it. It was like the something five or the, I can't remember. What yeah, it was. I don't remember either. I remember, I remember Denise I was, swiped in, sn- like snuck in on us. Yeah, and threw Jaeger boys out. Yeah, she went with branding, and yep, right. immediately they saw dollar bills and threw ours out. Oh yeah, we yeah yeah. But that that was that's probably one of my fondest memories on the road. It's, I remember thinking for weeks that this was going to be very serious, oh, and they were definitely going to use this, this name. This was not a joke, and we, we were, were going to be yeah. maybe like get credit on a Wikipedia page for this. <laughs> and then it was after we did it, 
It was never spoken of ever again. No, yeah. And I knew it would go nowhere. I knew after the presentations it would be I really bought cheers, it. we'd all do a shot, and then it would never be spoken of again. I did not see it coming. <laughs> oh, man, no. Yeah. I think that's why I remember it, because I really Pro- took yeah. it very seriously. Right. Well, I took it seriously, too. That was part of the fun of it. It was like, <laughs> man, we got to make this good. So, yeah, so the band never still no, didn't have it, a name? That, that I'm aware I of. Think I think just it's just William Michael just Morgan. Just William Michael Morgan. Okay. So. Okay, well... Worth trying, I it, guess. Again, it's you know the days on the road, and Corey can probably tell us it's pretty monotonous. It's the same thing from start to finish. You so, create your own fun. So you create your own fun, yeah. Okay. Whether it be being motivational on a post-it note or deciding an opening band needs right <laughs> a different name, and so you're going to do presentations. And luckily, Sarge was cool as shit about. Right. It. I mean, he yeah. uh, he was up for anything. He was awesome. It, it was more. It was easier to have more fun with the opening acts that are young and not quite so. Like we didn't do Still this kind of stuff with. I would say they were. I'd say the opening acts are typically more accessible because correct. They, you know, don't have. A they routine. usually don't have a setup until the afternoon, yeah. so they've got morning time around. You know, if they're there, they've got morning time to kind of do around. You know, and then they do their set, and it's usually thirty minutes. So. And, and there's just a little less famous, so people are yeah, a little less flipping out a little less when they're in public, yeah. and you know, yeah, gotcha. But you know, those 16-hour days, it's like when you're on. There's like hours where you're going to be really busy, but then there's hours where it's like, yeah, you can only spend so much time in catering. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, well, <clears throat> I was wondering. I was going to ask: Is the routine on the road? I mean, what's different about Todd on the road compared to Todd at home? Is that is that, that is might there be any difference? Question. That might be a good or question. What I would say, I don't see from it. his side is it, it's so when you're when you're in show day for you, you've been preparing for this for you know this is a big concert night oh, for the, the arena yeah. side. Yeah. So you're on all day, and then you're selling tickets, and you're making sure everything's going good. Yeah. So you're busy all day. All right, whereas we've done the same thing now, twenty two times in twenty four cities and whatever yeah. it is, and so we're coming in. Our thing is, hopefully, you've got it right, so we don't. We can just do what we do. Right. Our only chaos is if you guys didn't do it right. If something's not set up correctly. So really, if you guys do a good job, the arena does a good job, I should say. Yeah. Then the show is just kind of yeah. And and honestly, just dealing with the normal it comes chaos down to of, probably communication. Right. Making sure you're conveying the correct information, and then the people at the venue just doing the right thing. I mean, yeah, it's like course the first probably the first weekend of a tour is kind of chaos. Everybody's yeah. kind of trying to figure out what's what and how things go, but you know those are the those are the three days that I typically just scribble a bunch of shit down, and it's just like all right, this didn't work at ten o'clock in the morning, so I'll try it at eleven tomorrow, and if it works, okay, cool, that's where that goes, and it's just figuring out your system, and then like right. you said, it just then it becomes if you get to the building and everything's ready for you, then you just autopilot it, and by the time you're fourth fifth weekend, things should be going pretty smooth. Like a, like a ticket office manager for a concert is going to be exactly as busy no matter if it's... But like I would say like a UE season, game one's going to be crazier than game 10. Right. Because by yeah. game 10, you don't even have to ask this question. You know how to answer it. Well, so on your side, you'll have to ask us any question you have, whereas we... So it just... By it's intern, rough. I don't have to go ask him what they right. what this height needs to be because I've asked him twice yeah. and now I know it. You know, yeah. Yeah. So... It's, just, it's the repetition... Remember, yeah, it's remember less what worked and what didn't. Chaos and more. Yeah. I need it to be exactly this. Yeah. 
Yeah, your first couple days, like you said, yeah, you're, hey, what did you want this to be, or how tall, or how far off the back wall, or whatever. Right. You know, and and, and stuff as silly as just dressing room layout, and who's going in what dressing room, you get a feel for, this this band doesn't care what they get, but this band has got, you know, there's a female crew member, so find a small dressing room so that the female can have her own private space and not have to share a dressing room for showers and stuff with 12 other guys. Is that an event morning decision? Yeah, right. Uh, Seven you trusting that? Yeah, You're trusting yeah, the business. Yeah. Walking in. That's, right off the bus. Because we, we have to pick where everybody goes before they can go in, so yeah. we have to go in and do that. Yeah. That was that was kind of, we had to go. Get yeah. a, grab a Pop-Tart and go. Yep. Pop-Tart Mountain Dew. Giddy up. It was a, that was like the maybe the toughest decisions we made all day were who's going to be happy with this room because we had double lead with two we had well, co-headliners, yeah, yeah. co-headliners, and so, so you it was did everything we, you could to keep everything. This even. person can't have a nicer room than this person. I mean, it was not that they yeah, were yeah, bickering or anything. Yeah, no, yeah, both camps were. I mean, they. Were I think we worried about that very, more yeah, than we, they were yeah, yeah. demanding of it. Yeah, but but still, you try to make that conscious effort to treat everybody equally, so that nobody thinks one side skewing. You know, but like I said, both camps were yeah, very late back. Cool. I don't know that they would have cared one I miss or the other. It. Now, you say that was a tough decision. Is it a tougher decision than after show food? So after show food was tough on that tour again, too, because I would, I would imagine, as, I've, as being a runner, I've never been on another tour, right. but most of the time you get after show food and you just bring it and people grab it. This one was, by the end of the tour, we're, we got to have three of them. Basically, this yeah. band needs theirs at this time, this time, this time. So we're trying to order from the same place, but I'm picking up three different times. Yep. And nobody wanted to take the lead on, so it was like, guess what? Yeah. That means it's yours. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. At first, we were trying to push it off on order your own stuff, we'll go get it. And then it's like, no. No. Yeah. Corey, you're taking orders. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was not my favorite Start thing. Start early. It was not my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but it so kind of, you know. Well, tell me, what? give me the worst uh, uh, venue was prepared. The least oh, prepared. Easiest, easiest question. Oh, here we go. And actually, I got mad at him. I sent him out. So, you... like, episode two of this thing, yeah. you were talking about a recording <laughs> studio in a city in America. And Todd's response yeah. to you was, oh, I'm sure it's a lovely city. I go, you know, <laughs> it is not a lovely city. It was awful. It was the worst place. It, all year, you call anytime you're so, on the podcast. No, I'm not. I mean, I, he hey, he sent me a text when he listened to it and said, "I can't believe you said that." But there was one city. The whole <laughs> tour, if something was going wrong, we would say, "Well, at least we're not in." Should we say it? That's. I, I've not said it because I'm trying. I'm, okay. I'm trying to be a nice guy. Uh, I'll give you a hint. I'm I know what it. sparked it because the it's in the city. Yeah, make that go the back Leonard and listen to it debut out. album. That's right. They were all standing down on the sidewalk, and there's like a lightning yes. ball. They happened to catch a lightning ball in the sky, and there, and it's just it's that city that that picture is taken in. Yeah, without question, that was the worst venue in that city. Are of they the consistently bad, or was it just? I don't know. I've only off. been once. When we were talking about okay. buildings being prepared, <laughs> so what they do that was wrong. Oh man, stage, there was more wrong st- at that venue by eight a.m. than any other stage. Was, is it a building issue? I mean, just yeah, not, well, not the people, was, but just a no, it building was, set up. No, it, it was just nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave and a then shit. there was okay. a mega issue in that yeah. we had a robbery. Yeah. Somebody stole from the a bus. band member. Yeah, somebody went in one of the dressing crew rooms or something. and took a wallet or something yeah. like that. So then there was a whole lineup. So now we're 8 a.m., no stage, and well, yeah. police line. Stage is misplaced, so oh, it's got to yeah. be moved. You know, And everything's set for, you know, 
timing wise, it's like, man, you know, eight thirty, this happens, nine o'clock, everything oh, yeah. starts rolling. It's like in. building the building so the house. If, if at seven fifteen stage is in the wrong place, you know that's forty five minutes to get it moved. All right. Because nothing just picks it, up and rolls. It's we gotta take everything apart, slide it twelve yeah. feet, and then put it back together. Would that affect doors? You I think what? that was the worry though. Yeah, I mean that's always the concern, but I I tell you that I've seen that's probably the worst issue I've ever witnessed, and I'm sure there have been worse. But every time there's been an issue and you need to resolve something or figure it out, there's always been a way to, okay, we're going to cut sound checks down 10 minutes apiece, so you pick up 20, 30 minutes there. Okay. It did seem like the sound checks always went. The, the bands were pretty, like, yeah, yeah. What's, I mean, they were pretty yeah. okay. smooth. Worst case scenario, do line checks, make sure everything's getting signal, and so, you know. But okay. the, but these these uh, uh, like so at this place the stage being gone and the robbery on none of those things happen at a, a place that's like a really nice arena too so it's like you could look past it a couple bad things going wrong if everything else is great but also yeah. this is like the same place you're gonna have an issue with catering yeah plus it's gonna be remember it was like upstairs and like in front of house yeah so we're having to figure out how to get from places point a people to point can't B. walk through front of house to go to catering it was oh, just wow. a really bad layout it was a really bad place. So nothing went right. <laughs> Did the show go okay? It, it got, was maybe my going? favorite after show food experience though, because I got I went to a bar and had like a burger with like peanut butter on it. I, I feel okay. like I remember that. I got I like left the site to go well, yeah, eat I'm, at a bar. I remember that a couple of times because there was yeah. I mean your day kind like, of you know I need to go with the runner. Your day was you kind of your emotions. <laughs> your day was kind of busy, but then you would have a gap there before you had to kind of settle in to do the VIP check in and all that stuff. Right. So you had a couple hours. There. So there was a couple of days where, yeah, post hey, man, I'm going off site. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man, just be back before thirty. I'll cover for you. Wow. But yeah, so yeah, I was always people were always like knew I would be traveling on these concerts. Like, oh my god, you get to see these concerts. That's awesome. I'm like, that's like when there's nothing going. Once the show's going, yeah, we're really just kind of waiting for it to be over. Yeah. So right. I'd tell the runner sometimes I need to go with you to help pick up this yep. food and. There'd be a bar next to where they were picking it up, and I'd be like, you know what? you got to come back here in an hour. I'll just wait here. Yeah. And then you take this back and then come back and get me. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, nobody knows. When the doors open, that's when that's when one phase ends, and now yeah. just, it's, it's dead time. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, depending on what you're doing. I mean, for, like I said, for Corey. What you do during, besides settlement and well, all that. Well, for Corey, he had, like I said, he had that gap where he could take off and, and kind of Yeah, really, during disappear. the show, there was... Yeah, once your VIP check-in was done, show started, you right. were kind of just worried about picking up after-show food at that point. Right. And getting that timing right, but it's, you know... You just wait for the... I mean, you just standing we, around waiting for the sky to fall, basically. No, I mean, it's... We do stuff helping facilitate meet and greets. Yeah. Um, and those things kind of run all throughout, you know, when you got three bands, so right. those run for a while. But you were more on the side of getting settlement ready. Yeah. And that, those conversations were happening during show. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's always yeah. that. Whereas yeah. I was always, you know, I had to leave the room for those conversations a lot of the time anyway. Yeah. So instead of just going and watching the same show for the 20th consecutive night, I would sometimes, some, right. you know, because like the Ford Center, for example, has a, like a bar very close. Yeah. So I may just walk over there or Sarge may tell me to come into the, the vibe room. I've talked about, yeah, that, hey, come here a second. I got a question for you. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that Sneak story. attack. <laughs> So, uh, and then my, I, I, do you want to talk about Scarlet at all? Well, think, you brought, I, so I, it was an October episode you brought up the German Shepherd. Yeah. And you were more glowing of 
Scarlett than I would be. Well, not that we got along by the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was rough. She, yeah, it was. And rough. I think I want to think our first show was in Milwaukee, and the Scarlett, the people we worked for, husband and wife, had a German Shepherd that rode the bus with us. You've talked about that. Yeah, I've talked yeah, about that a little bit. And uh, the first weekend, and she was, if she didn't know you, she, she was trained in if something's not in its right place, she lets you know. And she lets you know very loudly. And uh, I remember. This is a dog. We're this is about. the German Shepherd. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I remember Corey going out to the bus to, like, you know, mid afternoon to change clothes or whatever and come back in and just. Scarlet won't let me on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to walk out there with him. And yeah, like for a week. Get, yeah. It's, First week it was, yeah, he somebody's could, got to go on the bus with me. Yeah, you got to escort him on the bus because the dog's not letting it happen. Yeah, the German Shepherds are typically yeah. loyal only to their owners. Yeah. But then, I mean, once you got to know him, I mean, she, it was she, okay she did the same the stuff to me. They, like week two was, I'm not going to bark at you, but I'm, I'm keeping going an eye on to, you. yeah, I'm going to keep yeah. an eye on you. Uh-huh. Not quite in the inner circle just yet. Yep. Then, by the, then at one point, there was like a time where she took a little nap next to me on the road. And after that, it was more like, I don't trust you, but I'll let you. Everybody else is, yeah. everybody else everybody else is tolerating you. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to see where this goes. Yeah. Wow. By the end, yeah. You should have, when I first met the promoter, I mean, yeah. we'd go in his house. It was like, oh, yeah. I needed an offensive line to keep this dog from yeah. tearing me apart. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we're going to be on the bus with this thing. That sounds <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. yeah, she had her own bunk. Yeah, she was. She lived like a king. Yeah. She was a queen, I guess. Queen, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's... she. I miss the road. Road's fun. Yeah. I'm, and then you coming off the road when you bought this place. Yeah. I remember calling you saying, hey, they need somebody. Are you available? You told me you just bought the bar. Yeah. And that's when I immediately named you Mayday. Which I appreciate, and that's in your. It's still in my phone. Is Mayday. Saw, yeah, you sent me like a screenshot of yeah. something. We had it on there. Yeah. I liked it. So, Mayday. Why Mayday? Uh, cheers, Sam Malone. Oh crap! Okay. Yep. Yeah. I got you. So, yeah. A couple other things to talk about. Number one, uh, <laughs> white cheddar, baby. You know a guy named Jimmy. <laughs> he actually funny. wrote that down. Yeah. Quote. You know a guy named Jimmy. That's the number one. That's my favorite. Yeah. A lot of uh, Schnook. If you're ever in the East St. Or the Lake St. Louis area, the Schnooks. Oh, they got it here. Vermont in town, White Cheddar. It's not the same. It's. It is. The same. <laughs> oh, it is. It's Boar's Head. <laughs> Vermont White Cheddar. It doesn't feel the same. God. I ate a lot of that? White Cheddar. No, I've never heard of it. Go. Go to Schnooks. Get the Boar's Head Vermont White Cheddar. Just get like boar's head makes cheese. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I've only known them for meat. Yeah. We would just eat the cheese. Yo, it was ridiculous. We wouldn't have cheese for sandwiches because we'd run out like of pepper jack or what? The no, hell it's just white, a cheddar. white cheddar. White cheddar, but it's, yep. it's but it's got a kick to it. Nope. No. It's just ridiculously good. It's just delicious. I can't explain it. Okay. All right. Uh, so we I'll had check a, it out. We had a run on that. That was always on the shopping list. Always. Pop tarts, Mountain Dew, and peanut butter jelly. White, White cheddar. cheddar. Well, you guys were not constipated at all, were you? <laughs> and then uh, the the last question I have related to kind of our history here is one of my favorite things to do in some of those down moments during the day. Yeah. I called it playing Corey's Tinder. Oh, yeah. He would have his Tinder app. And he would let Corey's me. Corey's on Tinder. He was on Tinder. Okay. I don't know if he still and is. So you, you'd get a fresh new city of people. Yeah. Every day was a whole a new. Fresh market. But, you know, yeah. Todd, being a married man, yeah. doesn't have Tinder. I'm fast. So yeah, I'm fascinated. We'd go eat lunch and 
Let me see your phone. Yeah, just I would go through and pick try try to make matches with Corey. And I think in was it Bloomington? That's exactly right. Yeah, in Bloomington, Illinois. Because our whole thing was if somebody is willing to come to the concert, we'll get them a ticket. Yeah, and then see where it goes. And yeah. there's one conversation. I mean, it lasted through the tour for sure. Yeah, my I dr- don't think we ever met up. Though. My dream was to get to, to find the love of your but life. We talked for a long time. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. it, it remind me swipe left. So Tinder is swipe, like you swipe right? one way yeah. and it. Just shows a face. Yeah, and you yeah. can like if you want more information to give, you can get like an age and how far away they are, and if they want information. Okay. Like mine says, like willing to share my fries is all the information mine has. That's as far as you go. Yeah. As far as okay. Now, if, if I swipe yes to somebody and they swipe no, I can't talk to them. So but if you're we going, both swipe yes, then we can chat. You swipe right, is what. Yes, yeah, swiping right is yes. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay. I've but yeah, that. he really enjoyed that. That was a highlight of my day, man. It was just like living through somebody well, else's. Well, because uh, I just, I just want you know, just looking through to see what was on Tinder was fascinating to me. It's just because it's all judging people. It's, it's, it's judging people's faces. That's all it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd seen a video where Jim Gaffigan got a hold of some poor girl's Tinder account right. and just started talking to guys. Oh and god, he's <laughs> just, just being Jim yeah. Gaffigan about yeah. it. So, all right, all right. Jimmy, you got anything? We've kind of dominated yeah, I feel here. Like, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no. This is great. Having Corey here and being on location finally. Seems like mechanically everything's working. Yeah, you know? no. So far, so good. Uh, yeah, not really. I mean, you know, in the middle of a college basketball season, uh, 500, t- 500 tickets for right. the, the local games. You know, not not a lot of activity. I, I really didn't bring anything this time because I was really interested in hearing – uh, about Corey Edwards' uh, top ten movies of the past decade. Is that where we're going to? Because I had done mine. Yeah, we So done, you did that. I did my favorites did. on Christmas. Yep. And I did my most disappointing New Year's. So now it's time for Corey. I have not heard your list, not, by the way. Oh, no. Well, I'll, if we match up on anything, yeah. I, I'm hoping we don't. So my because favorite movies of the last ten years. You're more of a connoisseur. Um, you know, I'm more adventure, sure. fantasy, action. And you're a little more diverse with movies. You're I, uh, more open to stuff. I feel like you call it snobby, but I feel like it's just I. No, I'm, no. I don't. I don't. I don't like bad movies more I, than I like good movies. If that makes sense. I, I pretend uh, to. I, I don't pretend to know anything about movies. I just like a lot. Like Top Gun is tough to get. Yeah, into. like oh, Roadhouse, you know. Yeah, like love people Roadhouse. get excited about like action movies, like superhero yeah. movies. Hey, just yeah. not you would roll my eyes. You would roll your eyes at me. <laughs> I have no doubt about I, it. I've been kind of getting into like this, like um, it's called like twee. Have you heard of the term twee? No. T-W-E-E? No. It's it's a whole stupid thing, but it's there's like a... Uh-oh. Sorry. It's... Um, so you know Mark Duplass's? No. Okay, so Mark Duplass is the like kind of the main guy in the league. Have you seen the show The League? No. Okay. I don't know how to describe him, but he's got a whole bunch of movies he's made. They're kind of they just are straight to stream, and they're they're unbelievable. But they're what's a feel bad. You... They're kind of they're kind of morose. Is, is that a good word for it? Melancholy. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And so I don't know. I've been kind of, they're really slow. If you like action or stuff happening, you're not gonna like these movies. But well, like, see, so Blue Jay why. is a good example of one. Blue Jay, which is on Netflix right now, or the okay. one I love, they're the little, they're heavy though. If you're looking for a great feel good, good time, 
don't this is watch not these it. movies. Well, see, this is you know you mentioned I offset song like I assume everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, this is you know you're telling me stuff I don't know anything about. That's why I wanted to hear what you. Well, that's what say. I was telling. The reason I was telling him this before you got here, Todd. Uh, when I'm listening to your guys' show, it takes me so long because you guys will talk about a song. I've never heard of, but you guys have been listening to right. I mean, your music guys. You've been doing it forever. So he'll say, you know, like like you brought up, I don't like Mondays. No, oh, Boomtown Rats. Boomtown Rats, which I've never heard of. That but, amazes and me. And which you hadn't either, I don't think, or you hadn't you didn't, I'm familiar, you familiar with the Boomtown Rats, so but I what don't I do know is, the song. Yeah. As I'm driving, I'm listening to this, and he now now we've talked about I don't like Mondays. I don't have a reference, so I immediately go, Siri, play... I don't like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats. Yeah. And then I listen to that song, and then I go back to the podcast. So it takes me. Yeah. So like when <laughs> I was in the Van Halen episode, took me, when he passed away, took me forever. Because he's saying like, he's comparing David Lee Roth, was it Dreams, no, it was Hagar versus the new guy. Uh, Gary Sharon? Yeah. So you're like, they're not even the same thing. So I've got to listen to these songs to, okay. to see if I... So I know what you mean by this one's not good and this one is. That gotcha. makes me feel good. It makes You're participating correctly. So, yeah, every single song you mention, I imme- if I don't know it, I immediately stop, listen to it, and then go back. Okay. I got you. So sometimes it takes a long time if you guys yeah. are really talking about someone. Like, I did not have a great Van Halen knowledge prior to I got you. that episode. Gotcha. Okay. That's why I sent a text to you guys the other day saying, I don't like Mondays. Maybe my favorite song that this has led me to. I really enjoyed it, e- yeah. even though I That's think what it's all about. it was yeah. not a make fun of it. I think I actually liked it. At first I laughed, and I was like, why do I want to keep listening to this? <laughs> that's that's yeah. what it's all about. That's and that's why I was wanting to hear, like, yeah, I'm gonna go, now I'm going to listen, see what you just said. about. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll know. send you some more. I was not prepared because you told me we weren't doing that. So I did not make a list. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but if you had to, like, you know, one thing I noticed, just to point out, and you could probably comment on it, sure. is that in the last 10 years, and I said this to Todd, was that I've noticed that there's not as many comedies as there used to be. Yeah, I guess... Um, well, I think they're just not big budget is probably the reason. Like only, everything now is like, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens when HBO Max does this. All the 2021 movies are being released on HBO Max. That's a good point. Like, so it'll be interesting to see how, uh, when everything comes back, if it comes back to theater, when it goes back, if, you know, because people aren't, I mean, people aren't going to see comedies as much as they're going to see Star Wars, all these series, all the things that are in their ninth sequel. You think so a lot of them. Just out well, of I think what favorite? happens is this, it'll be so much easier to make these comedies for not a lot of money. Okay. Put them immediately on stream. Millions of people watch them, and you don't have to spend a billion dollars, and you immediately get all the viewership. That's the issue. You think? So I think that yeah, I think they're just easier to. They bomb more. You don't than they need succeed. a big screen as much. Yeah. Whereas it's a visual part of you know like so Endgame, Avengers Endgame is I'm sure as visual as it is. Yeah. Entertaining or story driven. That was in all my top ten most disappointing. I have not seen it. You've not seen it. Okay. I think I've only seen like three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's Are you not, kidding me? Not, I'm not into it. See, at all. like that kind of dominated my both my. Top I've seen tens. like one Iron Man. I saw one. I saw the, the first Avengers person. where they're all together. Yeah. So I think I saw the first Captain America. Okay. Yeah, it was nine years ago. I don't. I. Oh, I saw Black Panther. Black Panther was good. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't see that. Yeah, see, you're in this different stuff. That's why, you know, next time we're here, be ready. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start giving you, send you a movie wreck like a, once a month or a week or something. Okay. And you could send me one. Maybe I'll, 
get branch back out into the what I think I'm too good for, as you call me a movie snob. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Here's. So you might say, "Hey, you need to watch." I don't know. Have you seen Jojo Ant Man versus Ant Man and Wasp? <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll make you watch, you know, Rudderless on Amazon Prime. It has to be something you really like, too, you know. I mean, yeah. something you really... You should watch Rudderless. It's okay. about music, too. You guys would actually like Rudderless. Rudderless on Amazon Prime. Billy Crudup, the guy, you know, the lead yeah. guy from Almost Famous. Almost Famous. Yeah. yeah. Okay, he, writing take, it down. Here, I got one but last once again, on it. Not, this is not going to be... <laughs> this is more like when you, got, you guys talk about how when... Weather's bad. You need a song. Just you, you know, you when you're down in the dumps, just go down even wow. further. All right. Don't ruin a good mood with rudderless. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. One yes. last question on movies. HBO Max. Are yes. you gonna like subscribe? Am I going to? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that will uh, kill your joy for cinema? No. It will have no effect on it. I don't. I. I, I like this. going to the movies. Yeah, yeah okay. You know, right. I, but but I don't go, like, I wouldn't go see the next Will Ferrell movie at the theater. I would wait for that to come to streaming anyway. I got you. I typically just go to the movies for things that are, I usually, like, award season is, like, heavy, heavy movie time for me. Because they're in the theater for, like, one week so that they get a release. Yeah. But they're all low budget, you know. But I'm not going to go. It's, I, I'll probably treat it exactly the same. I just have a feeling a lot of the movies that I like won't be in theaters anymore, ever. The comedies and that kind of stuff. Well, even like the, the indie movies will just be all... I think streaming is going to take it all away from us. Right. Yeah, just a big budget. Get yeah. the experience. So, so I think there, I think for. when theaters come back, it'll be big budget only. So, I mean, that attitude probably really hurt, you know, like the chains, I would think, like AMC. Oh, and, big time. Yeah. I, I, that's going to change that entire industry. I mean, and who who knows when that'll even be back? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, AMC. I don't see how they were opening here in town. Yeah, there man. was some article they got like a month's worth of money left. Yeah, so they may I, be done. Well, and there's nothing outside of Wonder Woman. Is there anything? But but now that's going to be that's the one they're starting with. That's, that's the first one released on HBO Max. Yeah, it's yeah. being released in theaters and HBO Max. Same. Yeah. yeah. So uh, even when they come back, people are going to be able to watch it from their couch and not pay. $10 for a bag of popcorn. Jeez. Anyway, we're live from Doc's. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, Todd, anything to end, end uh, you can the, edit all the that greetings out on? No, it's all staying. <laughs> it's all raw and uncut. Oh, yeah, that's, that's happening. No, I got nothing else, man. I'm just uh, I think ready to dive into some songs. All right, let's do it. All right. So uh, my song this week, I'm not going to lie, I've had this one on the books for a while, but I've been waiting for this particular moment with Mr. Corey as uh, it'll lead into that. My song this week is the NXS hit Never Tear Us Apart from the 1987 Kick album. Wonderful album. Single was released August 1988. Uh, Got a bunch of the information, of course, from the Wikipedia that Axis Channel, Rock Legends, and the Day the Rockstar Died showed. Watched a bunch of that stuff. Quick background on uh, NXS. Started as a high school cover band, 1979. 1979 they started. Oh, yeah. That first album came out in 81. 79 became NXS and came up with a name out of the idea of creating a word from letters. That's uh, the INXS. That's why they did it? Yeah. It's just the idea of we can create words out of just putting letters together instead of spelling out a word. 
didn't they have another name before they were in excess? Oh, they did, and I cannot, I didn't scribble it down, and if you can find it while we're jibber-jabbering here. The one thing that was interesting to me is... Uh, yeah, they were the Ferris Brothers in 1977. Okay. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. three of them, three yeah. Ferris boys right. in, that, yep. in that band. Now, their manager for their, uh, for their debut album would make them record their songs after they came off stage playing live. So they would go, they would come to Doc's, play their three-hour show, mm-hmm. pack up their gear, go straight to the studio, and record. Till the That's, sun came up. Yeah, however long it took, yeah. Wow. That was the, there was no, no rest for the wicked. That's got to be unique, right? I would think so, yeah. Okay. Because you think you're performing and... I don't think I'd like that. Yeah, you'd be a little spent, wouldn't you? You'd yeah, be you'd... a little spent, but at the same time, you got you got all that energy coming off that high of... As long as you get there before yeah. you kind of well, sure. wind. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, international Breakthrough with Listen Like Thieves album, 1985. That included the hit What You Need. Great And album. was their fifth studio album, making them legendary. legendary. And uh, the 1987 Kick record, probably their most successful... It was called The Perfect Pop Record in 1987. Included the hits, of course, Never Tear Us Apart, had New Sensation, Devil Inside, Need You Tonight. Was a pop and funky with New Wave Influence album, cool, sexy, and danceable. I agree. Yes. Many nights at the Victory Theater. Might be the best song with a sax solo. Strong. Strong Very strong. Very strong. Yep. Uh, NXS opened the door for other bands like Crowded House, Midnight Oil. Uh, they were talking to Niles Rogers. You know who Niles is, producer. Yeah, he was in the. He was a bass player for. Uh, uh, oh, what was that band from the seventies? I can't think I of can't, it. Yeah, I know he did that song with Daft Punk not too yeah. long ago. Yeah. Uh, he, he's been. He's a producer. Oh yeah, he's done, he's yeah. done a lot of yeah. work. So, uh, he produced the song "Original Sin," giving him a funk sound. Uh, the first single from the fourth album, "The Swing," in nineteen eighty three. Actually recorded the band in the studio while they thought they were practicing. Didn't know they were actually recording the song. And that's how he got the recording of it. It's just kind of giving them that. So the version that we hear, is just they had no idea they were. They just thought they were practicing. That's incredible. Co-founder that's, of Chick. Chick, yes. That's it. Thank you. But, uh, and that was their first number one song. The song, back to uh, Never Dares Apart. When Michael Hutchins died, uh, his coffin was actually carried out of the cathedral at the funeral. This was playing. Nice. Other notes on In Excess. Third biggest uh, out of Australia after ACDC and the Bee Gees. We talked about that before. Bee Gees, it blew my mind finding out they were from Australia. I never knew that. I never knew that. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, you know, you think ACDC, but if ACDC wasn't there, I mean, NXS is the biggest rock right. band out yeah. of Australia yep. for sure. Yep. I don't uh, think I would have ever guessed ACDC was Australian either. Really? Should I have known that? You do now. I do See, now. We're teaching. We're I like, like this. Education. I've learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> kind of off topic. Did um, you know BGs was from Australia? I did not. They had to give. When you said Niles a while ago, I was like, I only really know the Niles from One Direction. You got me there. Yeah. I would not have known I that. Yeah. I don't know We're, that. It's Niles. different. Different genre. Different, well, yeah, different the chicks and the chicks. Is it just chick or the chicks? Chick Lafreak. No, the, you said he was co-founder of a band called what was it? Chick. Chick. Yep. Yeah. It's probably different than song. One Direction. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. That's but okay. still danceable. That's all. That matters. Still, oh, that's good. That's all that matters. 
the what I dig about this song, as far as Hutchins, he's got that Mick Jagger swagger to him. He was a performer. He, there, oh, yeah. was, there was something special about him and just the way he, he performed. Their sound was a dance rock with drums and even some reggae tinges to it. Uh, and then I saw this quote said, great bands equal great music plus a great front man. Oh, yeah, they had a run. Of, what was it? You said listen like thieves and yep. then kick and then X. They had a run of just fantastic albums there in the yep. late 80s and early 90s. And what strikes me weird about this is every time I watch The Lost Boys, I always think of this song. After I watch The Lost Boys, I have to go listen to this song. But this song's not in the movie. So there's a lot that draws you from this song to a Corey. I think saying. so. The Corey is in the Probably, movie, the Corey I guess May, so. everything. I guess, and I don't know if it's, you know. Well, they had a song in that movie. Yeah, they had a song in the movie, but it wasn't this one. It wasn't that one. It no. was going to have a good time tonight. I think it was. That was uh, Jimmy Barnes, I think. Jimmy Barnes, yeah. cool song. Yeah. But, uh, and I don't know if it has to do with the, we talked about the sax solo. I don't know if it has to do with, that at one point in the movie early on, they're at some outdoor music. Oh, Tina park. Turner's saxophone yeah. player. Yeah. yeah. And he's he on stage. Old up, no old, shirt. Just got yeah. dripping with the oil. Yeah, what the hell. Goodless. I can't uh, let somebody in the bar looking like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, finishing up on my notes on this, uh, there's a cover version of the song that was sung by Tom Jones on his 1999 Reload album featuring Natalie and Barclay. I'm telling you. She haunts you. I mentioned, um, we talked about songs that haunt us. Torn. Uh, is that the one that haunts you? That's the only Natalie and Barclay song I know is Torn. Uh, torn, yeah, yeah that's a yeah. good song. I don't care if I'm in a grocery store or just going through channels and radio. Like, she had, like, 15 minutes. Of, and she had a couple of hit songs, yeah. I think. But not a... I mean, it's not like no, she's the not Beatles or Led Zeppelin or something you hear everywhere. Why am I hearing this <laughs> chick everywhere I go? It is very corporate poppy. It's got that... Nice middle-of-the-road Comfortable sound. for any setting. But these songs are... It's what, Brown Eyed Girl. It's that's it's the same. But they're at least Don't twenty even start years old. On Brown Eyed that's Girl. what I mean. It's 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 you can't offend anybody with it. Yeah, it's like the the more I try to ignore it, the closer it gets to me. You know, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, ben Ar- uh sorry, Ben Harper also performs a song live as well. Re-recorded the song with NXS uh, on the original Sin album, and then there was also a British singer named Paloma Faith who uh, recorded the song. But you know who's never recorded a version of the song that I'm aware of, Corey? you have any idea? <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to lead it. Yeah, that's how I'm I've leading the cover version. Elton John. And, and that comment kicks back to one of our drives over to St. Louis. Yep. It was a Wednesday night. I think it was raining. Yeah. And there's not a... So I'm not... I listen... I, I like music... But I like it differently than you guys. And so there's not a lot of crossover. From, you guys just finished working. The no, show. this was we're going, on our way, this, on our way, way yeah. to okay. start a week. So you guys are just talking in, the, in on the way, to driving this. over. So like a Todd playlist yeah. and 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 Corey play, do not have a lot of crossover. No, but this song would be one. This would be one, and it comes on. So I'm now I get a song I can sing to. I'm excited. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. So as we're crossing from Illinois into Missouri, <laughs> okay. I, I still remember it. God. We're crossing over in St. Louis area, right? Yeah, St. Louis area. Okay. This song comes on, and we're listening to it. And I, I don't even remember exactly. Well, I, I, I was so sure that it was Elton John. 
that sang the song. Yeah. He made some that comment. That I, I said. So you're going to brag about I No, I said that whoever it said downloaded this song into whatever playlist you're doing it has put NXS on it. It's clearly not NXS. It's Elton John. I mean, I was 33 years of being <laughs> so sure about it. Yeah. And... And it just blew my mind that it was not yeah. Elton John. Yeah, he tells me NXS is wrong. I'm like, dude, no, it's not wrong. It's, <laughs> it's correct. I'm like, would they cover it? It's got to be an Elton yeah. John song. No. So we have this wow. We have this probably 15-minute-long drive of him on frantically on his phone I'm, I'm just looking for searching. any tinge of an Elton John version of Never Tear Us Apart. Nothing. I think he even mentioned the Tom, Tom Jones is on here. <laughs> Joe Cocker did one. So you're like Tom Cruise in the movie Valkyrie. He tried to hang I felt, on to I, well, that. Well, I felt a little bit like the the. Have you seen the movie Yesterday? Yeah. I felt like that. Like I felt like it was just what happened. Right. I, yeah. This was Elton John's song. Elton John did it. But uh, the I, timeline I, has changed. I hear it today. Like I listened to it this morning, and I still hear exactly what I think was Elton John. Wow. I hear it. I say, I don't know. I'm. I feel like. Close your eyes and get rid of the you know in excess and listen to it next time. Because I remember like they, MTV did a big video premiere of the of the of the song, you know, yeah. the, and you know, I mean, well, that it may was be in excess the of everything in '88. Because you know? I don't know that I don't know that I remember the video. I mean, '88, I was uh, August of '88 when it debuted. I was four. Right on. So I don't know that I was, <laughs> and you were what, 16? Uh, I was uh, 88. I was getting ready going to college. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, so I probably got to it, you know, eight years later when it's not new anymore. You're right. So, you know, I was there for music videos, but they probably weren't playing a ton of them from the 80s right. at that point. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so I just, I just always assumed, so, I, I know Elton John well enough, I know his voice, that's clearly his voice, so this is an Elton Johnson. Wow, now, now you got me thinking, has that, has that ever happened to me? I'm, I'm going to give that some thought, because I know it's happened to me. That could be a good question yeah, at the end of the question. show for you. Yeah. You're not alone with that struggle. You're definitely not alone. So my favorite part of this trip is we've done this whole, that's wrong, he's looking it up, can't find it anywhere. I we're, will not accept defeat. He, we're coming out of downtown St. Louis, so as you continue going west, it kind of, you know, kind of swerves around. It's not as downtown anymore. You going 70 or 64? 70. Okay, so you're going yep. up toward the airport. Or no, no, we were on 64. 64 sorry. Yeah, 64. Okay. And uh, and I remember after about 15 minutes of him looking and just kind of every now and then, <laughs> Tom Jones did it. And he looked Tom some more. And Jones, here's, here's the conversion to Joe Cocker. And, you know, a couple minutes quiet. And and then all, out of nowhere, he just goes, I, I'm, I'm just going to need some quiet. I'm just going <laughs> to need about 15 minutes of just wow. quiet time. And just I just need, I'm just, I need to just absorb this. And it was, yeah, it was just like he just. Well, to be so sure of stuff, it's like the the, the rug getting. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was being uh, lied to all, all your life. Yeah, I felt like I was. I mean, I don't know. He was devastated. I don't, I don't know why it bothered me. I think it just bothered me because I thought I knew something that I was wrong. Right. That's probably the root of it. You but. finally had something you could talk about. And yeah, wrong. I thought, here we go. We got that's our song. We, we, we can't agree on the heat. I want it hot. Yeah, He's no, we. sweating. Yeah, it, right. it was finally we had something. Fine. And I blew yeah. it. <laughs> and even blew that didn't it. go right. I mean, yeah, that that probably is the ultimate problem. But yeah, so listen to it again, maybe on the way home, and just try to 
picture Elton. No, I, I and I, you can just play the regular version. I was playing it in my head, and I was like, I could see why you did that. It's like the first the first few lines where there's really no kind of almost no music behind him. Yeah, it sounds a lot like it. Yeah, and I could easily see Michael Hutchinson singing "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." If Elton John listens to this, we I want you to at least just before you go, man, Make Corey's cover dream this come song, true. please. <laughs> just just. Send it to us or put it up on the service. Just so. I, I wish I knew Elton John, just so he would he could play that for you. <laughs> I, just so you if it just... happens, then we've come full circle. And... and I think we even had the conversation. I'm sure he's probably played it at some point. Yeah, he probably never covered it because he probably probably sound that we wouldn't change much. Yeah. No, I know on Elton, he probably is upset that people think that it's his song. Oh, you know what I mean? Because he's already. Oh, you think he's offended, offended by offending him? He yeah. gets offended by oh, it. Oh, wow. wow. My songs aren't good enough. Is that what you're saying? You have to go. You I, have to mistake me for somebody. I didn't that's write not that trash. It's uh, but to like our song. Trash. To hear our song and then immediately next hear Never Tears Apart, it amazes me. That's two different people singing. Yeah. Okay. That's no, it's, it's definitely sung in his style. I, I get you. Yeah. I get it. No, it's, yeah, when he said that, it seemed bizarre to me, but then the more I thought about it, like you said, just thinking about it, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Because Michael Hutchinson, usually it's more kind of upbeat, faster oh, songs. Oh, yeah, the NX and He's singing. The, yeah. Yeah, like this new sensation, he doesn't sound like he does in, doesn't I mean, it's sound, more. He doesn't sound like Elton. It's more up front. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more kind of a harmony, you know, it's ballad. Type sensual. So, all right. Sensual. Sensual. Very good. So, yeah. Dripping like honey. Dripping like But here, I, here I am going then on the road with him having this knowledge with hundreds of, well, not dozens of musicians. And I know he's going to tell every single one of them that I thought Never Tear Us Apart was Elton John. And he did. And I deserved it. Oh, wow. But it wasn't done maliciously. No, it was. It, it was, was. It was. It was. It was, it was I, a funny story I to was, tell. I was. I would have done the same to you. I, and to this day, I'm, I'm. I was genuinely fascinated by how you got from the song to Elton John. And again, I hear it. I, I heard it that night. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I get it. It makes sense. But it's just. But it's like Jimmy says. How many songs have I done that thought about that you think it's somebody and it's somebody right. else? You have no idea. But yeah, it, you did see me go through all the stages of grief. Oh my there. god, it was every single one in my. And just that, I'm just going to need some quiet time. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was uh, that <laughs> was the I guess depression stage. The only thing that comes close in my mind here on the spot is that for my entire life, I thought that uh, a trot line was a trout line. Oh, and uh, when you go fishing, uh, you Hank put Williams line Jr. The you talking about when he said like in the country boy can't survive? Well, I'm just talking in general. Like, I, I don't know why they, I say that loud. I don't know why they call it trout lines when you don't catch any trout on it. I have no idea what a trout line is. It's, you know, it's like a long fishing line with uh, with sink downs. You know, it's for catching catfish. Oh, um, so it actually is for fishing. But it's not, it's not a trout. You know what I'm talking about, I know right? what I'm talking about, yeah. Okay, I, I thought it was a, just because of the oh, southern yeah. accent. Yeah, I'll admit, I'll, I always thought it was a trout line. You thought it was a trot yeah, line? I guess too. I did. But so, I don't, so you just trot, told me this right now. Trot line. Like T R O T? I guess. It's not trout. Okay. But I've always heard it pronounced trout line. Right, yeah. Yeah, I have too. So that that just, I was just like, wow, I've been wrong all this time. I, I blew my mind. Blew my mind. I've really only heard it in A Country Boy Can Survive. I don't think I've ever heard that term outside of that song. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does say it. In that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I just assumed because I'm not really a country it boy. It sounds like trout. That line, I just right? didn't get it. I identified more with this friend that got shot in the city. 
Yeah, right, got you. Yeah, for $43, my friend lost his life. I got you. So yeah, that's, I, I guess that's my Elton John singing. Uh, okay. You know, okay. An excess song moment. All right. If I had the name Man. Of All right, that's me this week. Jimmy, what do you got? Well, Todd, Corey, it's January. I don't know about you, but weather-wise, January and February are the worst months to be living in southern Indiana. Pretty but, rough. Yeah, mainly, you know, winter outdoor activity options are pretty limited. Sledding, being wet and cold and miserable. I mean, Corey, what do you think? No, you know, I'm the exact opposite. Worse? July is, July, August is awful. So Give me this August. Opposite. Yes, 100%. Well, I noticed you said that you guys are yeah. having trouble with cab issues while you're driving. Yeah, but the even even normal weather. There was there was one particular drive to Indianapolis. Yeah. Where I, I it was probably maybe 40 degrees for the high. We drove to Indianapolis to catch the bus there. It's probably 40 degrees outside. I'm wearing a winter coat. He's in the car driving shorts, probably a long sleeve shirt and had the AC on. All the AC is on 365 days a year. I was Freezing. I, that kind of surprised me because you're an avid golfer. Yeah, but uh, so Are you playing in January, February? Uh, if I can, yeah. Like I'll play. I'll play this week probably. Well, not now because it's gonna be like thirty. But no, like uh, yeah, I play through the winter. But I would rather play in January when it's forty degrees than in July when it's that is hot and miserable. Me. And and every year I get a little fatter and I hate it a little more. I mean, my three favorite holidays are Memorial oh, Weekend, believe me, I, 4th of July. And I've Labor learned Day. that I, because I've liked you for a long time and you're an interesting guy and we're friends, but I've learned through this podcast that we can't be more opposite. Yeah, we are complete opposites. <laughs> oh, almost on everything. Like this time of year, January, February are the, the worst Sure. Because there's nothing, I mean, I don't even like Christmas because of the weather. Right. Or Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving can be bad, too. And I don't, I can't think of anything fun about Labor Day. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, it's hot, it's hot. Memorial Day, Labor Day, you're having a party, and I'm like, it's time to hunker down. (laughs) Find me some air conditioning. (laughs) You're you're in the freezer in the back of the docks here. But don't let me uh, stop you from what you were. Well, what I'm saying is. I can apply your song to summertime. My winter is, is your summer. All right, we're miserable. It's just miserable. But we're both we're happy in the fall, right? Fall and spring, fine. Yeah, well, yeah. that's we're good there. We're, we're good there. We'll find we, some middle ground. We'll meet in the middle. <laughs> but you know this this time of year for me affects it affects my playlist as well. And I need songs that you know I could say, well, at least my life isn't that bad. You know, something just to give me a boost. And that's exactly what I got today. It's a song that I always have to laugh when I hear it because I don't know anyone. Who can explain just how bad life is more than uh, the artist Morrissey? And that song is called "Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now." It's a, it's it's a, from an actual band that could tolerate uh, Morrissey as a lead singer called the Smiths. Um, it was a, a single only, never showed up on the actual studio album. Uh, released uh, May 21st, 1984. Recorded at the Fallout Shelter in Hammersmith. Hammersmith is. Uh, I guess it's like a barrel in West London. I was what Hammersmith Odeon, right? Odeon, yeah. Is that like Motorhead was like live at Hammersmith? No, it? no sleep till Hammersmith. No sleep, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's same, a barrel same in place? West London. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, produced by John Porter, who would go on to produce a number of albums, including Buddy Guys, Damn Right, I Got the Blues, and the Lost Lonely Boys debut album, which had the Grammy-winning song, How Far Is Heaven. Uh, written by Johnny Marr and Stephen Patrick Morrissey. That's his proper name. Um, the song Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now is on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's list of 500 songs responsible for shaping rock and roll music. Wow. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have guessed that. No. Rolling Stone magazine ranked this number eight out of uh, out of all 73 songs the Smiths wrote in their brief five-year history. Uh, in front of it, for the people that are Smiths fans, the Queen, Queen is Dead, Panic, How Soon Is Now, um, This Charming Man, I Know It's Over, Half a Person. Uh, and the top song in their mind was There's a Light That Never Goes Out, which I remember hearing in the movie 500 Days of Summer. Starring Zoe, who we mentioned, Zoe yeah. Deschanel. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Jo- yeah, who played Robin in The Dark Knight. Yep. Rises, one of your favorites. I love it. Um, love that Dark Knight trilogy, man. I don't know if you mentioned it, but Todd likes to just listen to the audio of the Dark Knight movies. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can put them on any... Like, if I'm working on a project around the house, I can just put it on, and then I don't have to watch it. I can just listen to it while I'm doing whatever. I like I like each one less. So, many, so the really? one, two, three in no. that order. See the the second one was my favorite with Joker. Yeah, Heath Ledger. That was, was fantastic. Incredible. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, but the movie I was agree. not great. But the he, the Joker was awesome. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I enjoy the ride. See, I'm yeah. not I'm not the movie snob. I see. I I. But I thought Batman Begins was incredible. Yeah, Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now is that your favorite? Bat- Obviously, I think it's your favorite Batman. Oh yeah, I like time. the dark. I like the dark tone of it. But, like, even, like, the new, like, I know we've talked about, um, oh, just Justice League and, like, the, the ben, is it Ben Affleck Batman? Yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know. It tries too hard, I think. I haven't seen it. Very disappointing. It's uh, it's on my top ten disappointing. Yeah. But the third one was a very hard, dis- hard dislike. Really? I didn't mind it. It was really? a, yeah. it, it times and it was I slow, mean, but the idea of it is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, a, the, but yeah, the song. Uh, <laughs> you want to keep defending? Go ahead. No, I'm done. I don't have to defend the Bane voice. Defend it. Oh, I defend the Darth Vader voice. But I understand what Darth Vader's saying. <laughs> I can understand. He's Bane. bringing. He's bringing Gotham back to the people. There needs to be a like on. The, you know how when you're doing the closed captioning on like a, on Netflix, right. it says like on Hulu because I have live TV on Hulu. It'll be like. On replay only or on all the time. It needs to have, like, on when Bane is talking. Why does he wear the mask? You know, I don't even know. Did oh, they he, subtitle he, it he when got, he talked? He got beat up or something when he was younger. Yeah, they, they oh, beat yeah, him up abused, in, that, in that prison. The pit. The well, the, yeah, the pit. But he wasn't the he wasn't the kid that uh, escaped. Uh, no. Was no, it no, Raja no. Ghoul? Hey, spo- spo- spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, no, he wasn't the one that... <laughs> oh, God, sorry. Yeah. Hey, that movie's Dark, pretty old now, Yeah, right? Dark Knight Rises is plenty old. He ain't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> All right, back to my song. Sorry. Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. It made its way to number 10 on the UK singles chart the week of June 10th, 1984. Todd or Corey, can you guess the number one band that week? 1984. Now, this is in June the UK. I don't think you'll guess the song, but you'll definitely know this band. Men at Work. Uh, just, that's close. Ooh. That's in the right ballpark. Okay. Duran Duran. Uh, again, you're close. Michael Jackson. It's a Jackson. huge hit. It's been nine oh. weeks at number one. Oh, in 84? Yeah, nine weeks at number one in, in the UK. Almost the entire summer. Oh, in the UK? Oh, yeah. that's why we got it wrong. Oh. Yeah. He didn't. Well, yeah. it's totally right. Well, 
That was ninety four, probably. Um, Tony, Tony, Tony. You know, I looked at that same week the U.S. Uh, Hot One Hundred okay. wasn't even in the top one hundred. Oh, really? Okay. Number one for nine weeks in the U.K. was not in the top one hundred. I have no. But idea. we've heard of the song. But yeah, okay. We'll, I'll we'll give know you the hand. band. You might remember the band another way. It's uh, now it's not the song played in the movie, but the band that sung it. It's the band that performed the song that triggered Zoolander to attempt to murder the Prime Minister of Malaysia. Oh, uh, relax. Relax. Well, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Bye. Frankie goes yeah. to Hollywood. Yeah, I love the that song, song was called Two Tribes. That was number one. I like one that you that thought week. Frankie goes to Hollywood and Duran Duran were close. I think you were being nice to me. And men at work. Well, eighty four, right? I mean, you're. I guess so. In, yeah. I mean, how old were you in eighty four? Uh, depending on when I hadn't had an age yet. There was, was some born late eighty three. Well, this is June tenth. So yeah, it was zero. Zero. Okay. <laughs> the story of Three Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now <laughs> begins January 2nd, 1984, when Smith's guitar player Johnny Marr got his 1959 Cherry Red Gibson ES355 guitar at the We Buy Guitar Store on 48th Street in New York City. The store is still going strong today. It was part of the deal for signing the band with Sire Records. It's the same guitar Chuck Berry plays, uh, did play, Uh the BBC BB King Lucille was a ES355. Uh, Keith Richards, Eric Clapton in the early days played that model. Uh, Dave Grohl's Blue Hollow Body guitar, the one he yep. always plays, it's inspired from that same model. Uh, depending on what kind of shape it's in, I've seen the original 1959 model uh, priced um, in the mid 20,000s on the open yeah, right, market. Yeah. It's a very expensive guitar. Uh, the opening riff and harmonies of the song was the very first thing Johnny Marr ever played on this new guitar he got for signing with Sire Records. A beautiful sounding guitar. Uh, but the real magic is in the lyrics. Morrissey isn't known as the Pope of Mope by accident. Um, in the song, he is miserable about being sober. He is miserable about his new job. He's, he's miserable at at the sight of two people sharing public displays of affection. Wow. He's miserable because a girl makes sexual advances toward him. And he's <laughs> miserable at the thought of giving time to people who he thinks could care less if he lives or dies. The honesty in these lyrics make, uh, the honesty in these lyrics make me always a little uncomfortable. Uh, I think that's why I find it so hilarious, because uh, Morrissey's well known for his brutal, dark, honest feelings. Uh, very sensitive very sensitive I mean you know he's singing about stuff in normal situations you you'd probably it'd probably be best kept to yourself you know um, <laughs> but but he is a born hater I mean he's been very public about his hatred for the Queen of England his hatred for the former Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher in fact he wrote a song about her called Margaret on the Guillotine oh. um, his hatred for Chinese circuses his hatred for Stevie Wonder, Diane Ross, Elton John, whoa, Madonna, Too far. Janet Jackson, Whitney Houston. He hated Bob Geldof's fundraiser Band-Aid that we did a couple of weeks ago. Um, he hates reggae music. He hates foreigners. He hates the Olympics. He hates rave music. He hates meat eaters. One night at Coachella, 2009, he was on stage performing, and in the middle of the song, he got a whiff of some meat grilling in the distance, and he said to the crowd, I can smell burning flesh. I hope to God it's human. Cut the song short and walked off the stage. Morrissey also oh hates my. cold weather. So, you know, we have something. We were really bonding before that. Yeah, we were really <laughs> bonding before that. 
Uh, <laughs> you guys are nine for ten. In 2017, Morrissey canceled the show in the California wine country, no pun intended, because uh, the venue's on-stage heating system wasn't working, and, ref- and he refused to wear a jacket. The temperature was in the low 50s, and after an hour, it was after an hour of his past of his scheduled time to that's take the prime, stage. Isn't it? That's prime, Low 50s. That's man. <laughs> like, man. And he's from Manchester, England. That's the funny part. I mean, that's like 100. That's I don't know, at least 100 miles north of London. So he might be the most all-time Debbie Downer. He is. I mean, well, what he sings is what he is. That's why. That's what I love about him because he's honest. He is honestly a miserable person. Um, but do we so, know why he's so miserable? Uh, childhood. Okay. I think he oh, had a good. very rough just, childhood. Just had a rough road. So there's a sad, like a, almost a sympathetic side to the story. It's, there's, um, he's admitted to be a chronic depressive. He's, he's bad depression on his life. Well, okay. He does it well. He wears it well. He wears it well. I mean, you got to give him that, you know. <laughs> he is, um, but anyway, so, you know, this, the show, hour after he's supposed to take the stage, they finally make an announcement, you know, for the crowd to, make their way um, toward the exits um, and there's great some great Instagram this is 2017 there's some great Instagrams of people there hearing the announcement and their reactions to it um, I read an article um, for those it, it said I was reading this article and it said for those counting that brings a total number of Morrissey shows canceled or postponed since 2012 to 124 oh and there's still plenty of more dates to cancel in the weeks ahead. And the article goes on the list of the upcoming tour dates. Right. Um, so to close out, let me end with saying Morrissey even hates Robert Smith of The Cure. Called him a wine bag. Robert Smith. <laughs> <laughs> An insult. Robert Smith responded, if Morrissey says not to eat meat, then I'll eat meat. That's how much I hate Morrissey. I was going to say, I, I was thinking there was some beef between the two of them. And I don't know. Pun intended. What it's a, Yeah. I don't know what it's about or why. I, it, it, they, they both... They're just you know, bitchers. You think they'd be exactly... Yeah. They both complain. They both yeah. got something they're sobbing over. Right. And they hate each other. It's just the irony of that, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's the heat thing. I, yeah, it's weird, especially growing <laughs> up where there is no heat. Yeah. I mean, it's never hot. I mean, does London get hot? Uh, yeah. Or Manchester get... I mean, it's got to be. It's warm. I, bet, I mean, they have to have a handful of ninety degree days a year. You would think they don't have like three months of you, like you're in a plastic bag like we do here. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, two hundred mi- two hundred nine miles north of London. Yeah, it's right on the water. It's got to be. It's like halfway it's up gotta the be, continent there the, of England. Fifties got to be more. They got to have a lot of fifty degree days. Kind of cloudy days and just cold, yeah. wet days. And, hmm. But he relocated to L.A., so maybe he got adjusted yeah. to it. I don't know. Okay. Probably suits him 72 every day. He probably has to at least make him smile once in a while. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's not much he – I mean, he likes James Dean. He reads Oscar Wilde. Uh, and beyond that, I couldn't find much that he was happy about. Is it? Do you make it public that he looks like one of your ex-coworkers? Uh. Well, I mean, as soon as I saw my ex-co-worker, I was like, oh, my God, it is Morrissey. Yeah. And he behaves a little bit like him. Not this extreme. I mean, he's not calling people out. Um, but uh, There's some similarities. There, there are some similarities. You're right about that. I remember you came into the ticket office one day and told me that. 
Well, and, we did a uh, celebrity lookalike, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, of everyone, and you got a kick out of that. I, you, I had to like look up who you're talking about, yeah. and then I just instantly loved it. I loved it. Like Todd, he looks like, um, um, oh, who, who's the? I can't think of the. The, the, the bully, the tall bully, the wore the raccoon hat in the movie A Christmas I, Story. I get that a lot. Yeah, Todd. It, it, Todd, oh, man. In the, you know, when he was 13, what 12. What are you going to cry? That yeah. kid? Yeah. Yeah, Todd. is that, that is Todd Dick right there. Yeah. That is perfect. Whereas you and John Cusack have kind of separated now, but when you were both younger, you were right on each other. You looked a lot like John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was uh, probably 50 pounds lighter and... But you both kind of age differently. Like, but when you were right, That's probably correct. both like forty. Yeah, we're thirty-five, we're forty. You look. It was dead on. Yeah, I had the John Cusack thing going yeah. for a while. What are you? What? What's your? Hollywood? I don't think I. I don't really get any of that. I get voice yeah. sounds like, but I never get face. What voice sounds like you get? I get some Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, right. right. I don't know. I get that. Actually, I get that one quite a bit. I get. Yeah. Uh, there's another one I get to. Like, uh, I can't think of it, but I dismiss all of that stuff. I got you. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing so. Uh, nothing that happens so much. I remember it. I see. But I gotta okay. look up this. All right. That's my song. Christmas Corey, story. Up. Bully. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that Morrissey and the Smiths is probably one of the very few artist bands, whatever you want to categorize it at that I have purposefully in my lifetime avoided only yeah yeah that's it that's not, yeah that's perfect that's me baby but the Smiths is one of those bands that I just I think I heard I, just listening to the song all the way through it took like six uplifting positive songs to kind of dig me out of the hole it just oh I just first time I heard this song I remember it because um I had like Yahoo Music, yeah, and it like it would pick songs, right? Like they think, and it, it it came on. I knew nothing about the Smiths, nothing about. I mean, I've heard of Morrissey, but I didn't connect him to the Smiths. The first time I heard it, I was just like, "This is out of the left field." I mean, right. this is such an anti-pop song for that guitar riff, which is happy, upbeat, well, very. Yeah, that's the thing. The guitar harmony. riff reminds me of like cranberries. Yeah, yeah, it's got that kind Very of feel 90s on guitar. Cranberries, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Johnny Marr, great, but then you got this guy moping with these Ugh. heavy, dark lyrics. Like, well, this is just not an odd Yeah, if you really weren't paying attention to the lyrics, you wouldn't know it was a like a miserable song. Yeah. And but his voice is so unique, you can't not pay attention well. to it. You can't just you can't just gloss over it and just listen to music. It is, ugh. Yeah, one guy described it, try singing operatic. But pretend you have a potato in your mouth, <laughs> and that's more. <coughs> that's pretty good. But so awesome. that that song, for that reason alone, it threw me off so bad. That's why it stuck with me. Okay. The song throughout the years, it's just um, this is a unique. When you need a unique song on a bad day that make you feel better. So is this on your January playlist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Worst weather wise. So watch a sad movie and. Well, this yeah, this song kind of reminds song. me of what you were talking about earlier with the Twee movies. It just sort of the don't, feel bad. Don't movie. put don't Instead put it on. Feel good ending. We need a yeah. feel bad ending every now. And then. Don't don't put it on. It's when good you're, to feel feelings. Yeah, when you're in a good mood, you having a good day. Don't want it to take over your life like Morrissey, but it's good to 
well, feel it, things. To me, it's like, well, you know, my, at least my day is not as bad as Morrissey's. <laughs> right. You know, I'm having a bad day, but it ain't that bad. Right. It's like, yeah. me, to me, Morrissey and Merle Haggard are you got, the same. You got no problem with Robert Smith from The Cure. <laughs> Thank God for Robert Smith, because at least somebody's more miserable than me. That's right. You know, I, at least, okay, I, I feel better about myself now. Okay. I see how bad some people have got it. Out right, there. yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. I'm done. You're done. So that's my turn. So yeah, we got Corey in here. So I kind of went the other way. So I. <laughs> there, um, this is the Wild West, man. You do what you want to really, do. So like you were talking the other day about when you're air drumming. Yes. That's your thing you like to do when you're really into something in a car. You like to get the whole drum set. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a musician by any means. Okay. But I love. Oh, don't get me wrong. Driving I, around, I singing, top either. of my lungs, and so I picked a song. That's like one of my favorite. Just it's not necessarily one of my favorite songs, but it's a fun. It's a great sing along. Sing along. I like it. Song and I'm not really sure how to feel about Queens. So I really kind of wanted you guys to talk about them, and then you guys guide me one way or the other. But I picked Radio okay. Gaga. Okay. The song great Radio song. Gaga. Great song. '84 song was released as a single. Huge year as for well. Music. Uh, with you know the song it was released with. How much do you know about Queen? Not a lot. A lot. I grew up with them. You know. So it was released with "I Go Crazy." I go crazy. Never heard of that. Okay, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it was written by the drummer, um, Roger Taylor. Roger Taylor. Yeah. It eventually, was put on the album "The Works," which is like the "I Want to Break Free." Yeah. Album. Oh, you seen the video for that song? I, I I've seen the video for Radio Gaga. I don't think I've seen "I Want to Break Free." That's the one where he's full drag. Oh, really? Yeah, he's dressed just like a woman. Got the mustache going. He's cleaning the house. He's winking at the camera. But yeah, so this was, you know, this was in the, I mean, you guys brought up the Bohemian Rhapsody, I guess, movie. This is like the Live Aid, was it Live Aid? Yeah. Huge yeah. moment. This yeah. is like the song that he, uh, I mean, he kind of comes out and goes straight to piano and then immediately goes into Radio Gaga, yeah. so. We talked about that. I, you got the entire crowd to get their yeah. hands going. Seeing it at the theater and then even watching it on from home, it just, I don't know what it is, but that performance, I get emotional. It's a, yeah, it's incredible. And I don't know, I mean, because it's a it's a great, I don't, it's just crazy. Did you before uh, you saw the movie? Did you know that like he was having health issues prior to that performance? Oh yeah, there was. I mean, so that was a yeah, common was, knowledge. That then? was like a rumor thing. Yeah, because they had kind of broken up right at that point. Yeah, he'd gone and done well, solo they stuff. They weren't making as many hits. Yeah, either. Yeah. Gotcha. And I think he was being influenced, from what I understand, to go. You know, you don't. It was one of those. You know, I've said before, I keep waiting for you know Jimmy to have a conversation with his wife or somebody saying, I don't know why you're wasting your time with this Todd. I mean, you can do this without him. It's kind of that deal. They were telling Freddie he didn't need the band. Yeah. So I'm just doing all these episodes. But it didn't the, work, right? Like, he tried know. a single thing, didn't he? Yeah, he did some, he did some solo, solo stuff. stuff. Yeah. I don't think it was don't successful. The, the last album was, they knew he was going to die. Yeah. I think they just got together. I got you. Because it kept his mind off the thought. Got to number 16 on the Hot 100 in the U.S. What week? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I don't have that information. Okay. Um, but it uh, was the only song Queen recorded in America, in North America. Oh, really? And they did it at the record plant, the same that you oh, brought in New up York, before. yeah. Is it New York? Yeah, you nailed it. But it's not, now it's in L.A. Okay, gotcha. It's moved. Gotcha. You brought it up before at some point. Hotel yeah. California, same one. 
as all that. You're a record. You're like a recording studio guy, so I felt like I had to mention. Yeah, I've mentioned record playing. But the before. the music video. Oh, before I go there, you know, Lady Gaga named that because of the song Radio Gaga. Oh, right. Really? I did not know. I wouldn't have even stopped to think about that. Yeah. Good for her. That's why. And uh, the reason, do you, do you know why they say Radio Gaga? Radio Kaka, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Gaga. Because, I guess... They were kind of slamming the radio. Yeah, so it was like some guy saying he was listening to some terrible pop song, somebody's father or something, and called it Radio Kaka, which is Greek for shit. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) I learned a lot about this uh, this morning. This is is a fun little journey to go on. Yeah, it is a journey, isn't it? But the video, the video is the real key because it... It uses clips from the the silent movie Metropolis. Have you guys seen Metropolis? Nineteen twenty-seven. Aware of it, but I've not seen it. Please tell me you have. Oh, absolutely! It's like one of the. That's what I love about you, Corey. You you can watch it on Amazon Prime right now. It's no, it's silent, but they got some music playing in the background. But it's like, I mean, critically, it's way ahead of its time. Nineteen twenty-seven, and they're like predicting. It's like set in a dystopian future. I mean, they had video teleconferencing, which didn't... I mean, Back to the Future thought they were impressive for really? creating FaceTime. They were doing it in 27. Metropolis wow. is way ahead of its time. So they stole... I mean, so you'll have all the clips from that video. You probably just thought they created it. It's all just from the movie Metropolis. They just put Freddie Mercury's face on the... You know, they did The that. Robot Rebellion Girl. They took clips from silent movies in that... Uh, what was that song they did with David Bowie? Under pressure. Under pressure. They put a lot of silent films. They yeah. did a thing for silent films. For so, um, yeah. So there was it was kind of a commentary on, you know, the song is about how TV was taking over radio popularity, and so they went to Metropolis, and which is a song about how, or a movie about how, little class. It's actually fairly. It's coming kind of coming back around a hundred years later. Who knew? A little class division and that sort of thing. So. That was the main drive of that movie? Uh, yeah, so basically it's there's the workers and then there's the people who live nicely off the workers. Okay. That's kind of the idea. And then there's like one girl who tries to go into uh, as a protest to, so life's not so terrible for the ones doing all the work and that sort of conversation. Early summer. In 1927, they were having these. Sounds very much like the Hunger Games. The only difference is then they recreate her as like a robot. (laughs) One guy, there's a lot of. A robot? They didn't get everything exactly right. Okay. But there's some things that they were a little ahead of their time on. Like elevated subways that did not exist in 1927. They had those running through the city and stuff. It was pretty impressive. Oh, the L trains you're talking about. Unbelievable, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. um, I don't know a lot about Queen. But obviously, we had a little. You've talked about it, so I don't want to rehash. But, but this they've obviously got your... new life because of our U of E best actor kid oh, who played right. Freddie Mercury. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Rami Malik. I had friends that came into town wanted to see where the University of Evansville was because of him and only him. And just and I really shocked them. I showed them. I said, "Well, around this corner here is the Roseanne House from the TV show." That's yeah. right. Rather yeah. right? running mind. me. What's that? Is it Runny Mead on Runny yep. Mead? Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Blew their mind. Yeah. Not only do we have University of Evansville, but we have the Roseanne we got the House Roseanne from the TV House, yeah. show. Right? We're almost, what, maybe a few blocks from each other? 
What was the other one? Uh, University campus and the Roseanne house. Oh, it's oh yeah, they're very close. Like very close. Yeah. Yeah. Or two. I thought you were saying right. it was another house from a, like a TV show. They also the, you know the bar that she or the restaurant she worked at is right over here in Louisiana. It's the old talk of the town pizza. Really? No way. Yeah, they even have Lobo Lounge on the side of it right now. I did not know. So like that. You, I they, didn't you, know you that just either. go down in Louisiana. It's like oh, a I've quarter mile down the street. Before, yeah. yeah, I'll be damned. That was the Lobo Lounge. Nice. So, wow. Well, it's such a, it's a day full day. of education. Good night. I'll tell you what. So, yeah. I really don't know, like, how to place Queen historically, so I was hoping you guys had thoughts along that. Like, what what, what, what are they? Were they, I mean, because they were big, right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, They're not. They're one of the most influential bands But ever. it seems like they've kind of, have they gotten lost historically? I mean, like, there's not. Not really. Huge queen I mean, it people. doesn't help that Freddie died. They're so not early. Led Zeppelin. They're not the Rolling Stones. They're not the Beatles. Oh, they're up there, though. But they're up there. I mean, yeah. they're like, with, you know, yeah. the Who. And yeah, and then the movie. The I mean, I think there was a research. Well, there was probably a resurgence with the Wayne's World. Yeah. Behind Bohemian Rhapsody. When they were, yeah. Yeah. And then this movie. That, right. Oh, yeah. 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 And then this song probably, again, just kind of. They're one of those bands that I think. Like, I remember always liking Queen, but not necessarily being a fan of Queen. And it's no disrespect to them, but it's one of those bands that if I hear a Queen song, I go, oh, shit, yeah, that's good. But it's not one of those bands that's a go-to. It's like, ugh. I you just, weren't buying an album. I just need to hear But when Crazy Killer Little Queen. Thing Called Love comes on, you know all the words. Yeah, most it's just, probably, you don't, yeah. You don't know... You'd never ever set out to know to go like Queen. You don't buy the albums, but somehow at the end of the day, I feel like I know every single one of their popular songs. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. The it's the it's songs, almost like maybe the they were songs, ahead of their time. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, they were. Um, best way to describe Queen is that they, I mean, they were stuck in the. It, it came out of the prog rock era of the early seventies that kind of brought on the punk era because. Progressive rock got so ridiculous with, like Emerson, like and Palmer, and right, all the orchestrations, huge yeah. productions of songs. You know, even like Led Zeppelin, Cashmere, and this perfection in the studio. Where in punk, punk rock just gave it the middle finger. Well, they kind of came along when that transitioning was happening in the late '70s, and they've had to they had to adjust themselves. You know, they were doing like Night at the Opera and. Queen of the World and you know these big production numbers like We Will Rock You and right. all that and they 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 uh, simplified it with another one Bites of Dust and mm-hmm. like you said um, what was the song you just mentioned a little crazy little thing called Love yeah something like that so they they're kind of a, a, a mesh of different kinds of styles I think I grew up thinking they were more like a novelty band and well, all of a sudden you get older and you realize like no people were this was yeah. serious yeah but then there's like Bicycle Race like what is yeah, that's, they're yeah. all over the that's, board. I love that bicycle song. I, I do too. I love that but song. It's, but it's not, it's, it's not like anything no, right, yeah. that I would have expected people to take. Are you, I would hear it the first time you think, no one's taking this serious. Right. And here we are 30 years later after I've heard it the first time, and yeah, it's just like a song. Well, that's, <laughs> that's one of them songs where it's like there's this layered track on top of layered track, like all the vocals, the harmony vocals. I mean, it's just so many tracks they put on top right. of each other to get that vocal sound but yeah so well, anyway he, yeah I'm, uh, they won the academy award for best actor i mean that but yeah, this something. windows down air conditioner on 
84 degree day. Um, you may hear me singing or rolling down the road. Or 44. 44 is more like uh, windows up, <laughs> air on very low. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and, but it's, I'm, you know, I'm still singing as loud as I can. You just may not be able to hear it quite as clearly. Gotcha. So, yeah. And, and so, with not knowing much about Queen, Brian made the guitarist. Yeah, he he. Uh, He's an astrophysicist. Is he really? He's the curly hair. Yeah. The uh, the yeah. big black curly hair. The tall dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, I've always found that fascinating. That you know. He quit he, astro. He is. He is literally a rocket scientist. <laughs> and it's. It seems like one of the. I may have this wrong. I want to say SpaceX. Maybe a couple of years ago, there was something being launched that he had something to do with. Or, Elon Musk. You're talking about either that or there was some. I mean, he's like legitimate. On like the, he was involved. Like like guitar playing, I think is his side gig. Also, it was astrophysicist yeah, first. Yeah, and then kind of stopped doing all that stuff to be a guitar player. But then I know his name came up a couple of years ago with something to do with some sort of space thing. I don't remember what it was, but it was like he had some hand in some formula for it. Would it surprise you if I told you? That he does not have his own Wikipedia page. That's a shame. Like the drummer does. Right. Roger Taylor does. Really? But yeah, like, so the reason that I didn't know that probably is because when I was looking this up, you can't click on his name. That's, that's interesting because I'm looking at a Wikipedia page for Brian May. Oh. It's right here. It's right next well, to Well, if you go to the Radio it's, Gaga it's, page. It's right next to Elton John. If you go to the Radio, oh, you Lord. can't do it from the Radio <laughs> Gaga page. Yeah, you got you got a straight Google. I didn't think about just googling Queen as a band. That makes such way more sense. Right. <laughs> anyway, all right. That's my song. That's good. I like that. That that's Radio Gaga. So that's a drive around, sing yeah, it out time. loud. Okay. Are there any other Queen songs? I, no, that's, are, that, that's I, the one some, and only Queen that you will do that to. No, I'll sing it. I'll sing it. But that's the only one I, I think I actually. Of all their songs, I think that's the one I actually like the most. That is, so a so, song I would say like is one of my like of all the songs I like, that's my queen. Edition. Your your queen radio Gaga would be my meatloaf paradise by the dashboard lights. Um, like your favorite, like you, I, I would say that you're not a big meatloaf guy, but you love that song. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. Got right. you. Okay. Yeah. So like like you know, what do you got, Jimmy? <laughs> I can't top that. What's your sing along, man? Sing along. Yeah. Mine's uh, also Paradise by the Dashboard. Like, let's, I, like, sometime when you're going crazy, I'd love to be the the female version of that. Oh. We could do a duet or something. We no, could I'm make more of a drummer. I think I'm the drummer. I think guy. we even talked about that. I really wanted to on do one it. of our drives. I think so. to St. Louis and back. I think we had, well, I think we've had this. Discussion. I'm willing. I'm ready. Okay. We could karaoke that, which is a big. We have to like songs that we can karaoke uh, according to this show. What songs have you have you karaoke in front of people? What are my go to ones? Yeah. I sing a lot. For some reason, I sing a lot of uh, Caribbean music. Shaggy. I'll get up in Shaggy. Okay. Shaggy. You remember Inner Circle Sweat? I'll do that song a lot. Really? Yeah, just because I get to act sexual and it's funny. Okay. Well, I don't I don't do it to be serious. It's, if I can't, I'm trying to make a fool of myself or others if I karaoke. Yeah. And it's a self Hold self-serious. On by Wilson Phillips. I sing that a lot. <laughs> right, yeah, that that's inspiring. That's inspiring. Goodbye, song. stranger. Uh, super tramp. Super tramp. Yeah, yeah. I do that one. 
That's tough because that's a high pitch. Well, I I would typically would do that with someone who's willing to do the high pitch, and I'll be the the, the other the low part. the yeah. bass uh, bass vocal. Gotcha. There's just not a lot of people that can hit that, you know. No. no. Set and, and you don't just let anybody up there with you. You got to know. Yeah, it's got to be the right partner. Where we just it. we'll go down the playlist in the next song. All right. Okay. Are you? I've karaoke with you before, but do you? I am not a karaoke. You would never man. do it. Have uh, you done it? I've done it. I don't enjoy it. Remember a day we, whenever we would, when I was working at the center, I'd always like slide over there for Broadway like renewals or whatever. There was yeah. a timeout when it was uh, right there in the executive end. A lot of history there. Remember there was like appetizers on Thursdays and karaoke after work. Yes. So I feel like me and you saying, uh, "Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys together." That's right. Yeah, we did. You did the Waylon Willie. Yeah. Nice. And I think, were you in on when we did Johnny Paychecks, Take, take this, this Job and Shove it? it? Yeah, I think yeah. we had everybody do that. That was a group uh, yeah. sing-along there. Yeah, I think that Harry Cochran led us, but other than that. Yeah, he, he <laughs> instigated everybody to do it, and then we did it, and he didn't join in. <laughs> instigator. Yeah, he's an instigator. But I think Good the times. last time I karaoke was, uh, um, it would have been the, the Poncho and Lefty. Willie and Merle. Right. It was the last time I did. I do. I, I was. Uh, I played the Merle Haggard part. And my brother-in-law was Willie. Where'd you do this at? Bar, uh, tavern. I was at the. Used to be Billy G's. Oh, on the west side there, across from Leroy's. Corner bar. Corner bar. Thank you. Gotcha. Yep, in Evansville. Okay. And what was your last song, Todd? Since we're going around the table. Oh shit! I. I mean, it's. It's been. Was, Performance anxiety? What's 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 Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't enjoy it. He, he's never like singing. Even really? Even Chucklehead. Uh-uh. Even when we would record stuff, I just I hate it. Were you just I good, could like, not what, be... What, Chucklehead, what were you doing? Guitar? Poorly, yeah. He sang, but no one could be in the in the building. Backing vocals? I just, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know what it is. I just don't, I don't know. He doesn't like his voice. I don't like my voice. But you want to set up others for... I'm more of a background guy. Yeah, you're not a credit guy. No. It just make shit happen. I get it. That's what I like to do. And yet you're the father of this podcast. Uh, yeah, I know. Who knew? I was always curious, the podcast, what inspired you? you know, I had thought about doing this for a long time. I should have brought Go this ahead. up earlier. Go ahead. The most amazing thing, by the way, is in... So you were a ticket office manager at Robert Stadium, and you. when did you leave the office go up front? Oh. 2003, 4, well. So at one point. No. Whenever Bolton was. 4 or 5, something like that probably. So at one point, after you, there was a change in managers. And so there was a lull. Yeah. And you were coming down there to fill that job until the new person got hired. And I was there. And you just, it was kind of a slow day. And you're like, so what are you doing? Like, what did you just. Making conversation. Right. And uh, What are you doing with your life, Corey? And so I was like, you know, telling him, and he's like, you know what I think you should do? And he's saying this in like 06, like which is a long time ago. You're like, I think you should start like a podcast. I didn't even know they existed. He had to explain again. to me what it was. I yeah. had no, like iPods had just come out. And he had heard about podcasts. He's like, you know what, just start a podcast. I'm like, about what? what? I didn't even know, I didn't even know the device that it worked mm-hmm. on. And here, 14 years later, like or like 12 years later, I guess, yeah, I'm like co-hosting one with yeah. my buddy, and so I'm like, yeah, I don't know how you nailed this, how this is a thing, and then he just took it from me. Now he just did it himself. Every now and again, I do. 
I love it. Now, you know, it's it's one of those things I've thought about, and I was talking to a friend of mine who is involved in several podcasts at the beginning of quarantine, and just the conversation back and forth, and I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing, I'm thinking about doing this, but I don't know how to, you know, I don't know what to talk about, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to get started, and his email response to me was, just do it. Just start. And it was a, it's a guy I respect a lot, and I just went, you know what? He says, like, if he says just do it, just do it. And that's just when I was like, all right, cool. I got microphones laying around. I got cables laying around. How do I record into the computer? And just kind of figured out what I needed. And then it was, you know, what I'm going to talk about, who am I going to talk about it with. Sort it all out from there. It seemed like it was a, probably a year ago you oh, I've, brought that I've talked up about this. Me. I have talked about this for a long time. I've got, yeah. I was it's like, always, and I don't know what it is because it's, I'm drawn to a lot of the podcasts I listen to are just people sitting around talking bullshit. I mean, there are some like things that are dedicated to certain right. topics or whatever, but the ones I enjoy the most is just, just the sitting around chit-chat conversation and what comes up, what comes up. And I think Jimmy and I were talking about this earlier, or last week, or I don't know when, but I mean, when this thing started, it was about, okay, let's talk about a song, and then we'll chit-chat a little bit here and there. And this thing is for me anyway has evolved into the let's chit chat and oh by the way here's a freaking song yeah like which I love some of us are learning yeah well, yeah which I mean even this you know I never would have sat down and listened to that Smith song ever <laughs> I'm no bones still about, won't. no bones about and that's the one time I've probably ever listened to a <laughs> now I have a, there's a Smith song that's done by uh, that How Soon Is Now there's a band called Quicksand that does a version of it that's real heavy and distorted that's guitar that's probably heavy so I like that yeah but uh but no, Smiths. I'm done. Yeah, that was my one and done. I'm, I'm good. So, but more than anything, I just like this. Hey, Jimmy, what's right. going on? Shit. Yeah, yeah. That's been the majority of this episode. A lot of it. <laughs> Ruminant. So, how did, so what? How did you know podcast existed 15 years ago? How were you in on I, the front? You were in on the front wave. Could, couldn't even tell you. Unbelievable. Couldn't even tell you. You probably had heard about it that day. Heard yeah, he had a lot of the magazines. With um, yeah, I mean, I, I, and recording and whatnot. Yeah, just always. And now you're tra- now you've gone technology. on a tour with one, haven't you? I've I've promoted it for a couple of them. Yeah, that's interesting experience. Yeah, it's, unbelievable. It's bizarre, man. Well, maybe one day I'll rep you and Jimmy when you're out on the road. You're in charge of after show food. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> no German shepherds. No German Shepherds. We'll put that in the rider. <laughs> like a loud Yorkie or something. A loud Yorkie. <laughs> hey, Corey, thanks for letting us come here and do this. Yeah, I appreciate you it, Corey. You're one of, you're, I, was, I was thinking I'm about happy it. To talk anytime. This is one of, you're one of my favorite people to just run into. <laughs> I like that. And I think the last time I ran into you was, God, what, it was a concert. Miranda. Was it Miranda? On okay. the floor. Yeah. You just kind of look over and there you are. And it's like, shit, cool. All right, Corey's here. I figured you'd be there. Yeah. So I went down the floor just to look. And okay. Yeah. Sure enough, yeah, rocking out. Yep. You're one of the, you're one of the few people that I really enjoy running into. You're always I'm, a good time. Good. I, 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 uh, I, yeah. Tell you what, I, I, I've enjoyed learning music from you guys, and I've, I didn't realize how loud heavy metal is, and so I'm glad that you guys have. I'm learning new things all the time, broadening my horizons because of you two. There you go. Doing our part. You got anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to plug? No. When in Evansville, come to Docs? 
You can come to Doc's. Yeah, sure, but this is your guys' show. This is not about. Well, no, but no, it's fine. Yeah, come to Doc's. It, we're sports based, so if there's a sporting event you want to watch, yeah, especially when you can't watch at home, that's really the key. Yeah, it's TVs happens everywhere. a lot. Yeah, and we have any we stream stuff. We do all kinds of stuff. So okay, what's the address? Thirteen oh five Stringtown Road, not far from Venerable Bossy Field. There you go, legendary Bossy Field. Yep. All right. So I appreciate I it. Yeah. 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 Thanks for having us. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks all. Bye.